Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. Good evening and welcome back to another episode. We are on episode 48, getting close to closing out the year. This is our December episode. And I looked back at some of, some of my different materials and uh, found an ASCD uh, education update. And it's uh, January 2020, since we're coming up to January um, 2021, pretty soon here. But I thought it might be good to share, but it was actually how principals manage pressure. And it might be a good time to talk about managing stress and balancing our stress a little bit as we get into... Uh, we've been talking about praise and encouragement, and, and we talked about as we get into the holidays and that November, December, and I told you that November, December drop or dip, uh, where there seems to be uh, staff having all kinds of uh, stuff. Actually, all people are having all kinds of stuff, and you have uh, the trauma that COVID even brings and the stressors that uh, COVID has brought, and that added on to the normal normal pressures that you'd be getting this time of year. So I thought I'd look back at this, and this was a ASCD update, Education Update, Volume 62, number one, for January of 2020. And it says, uh, school principals have a lot on their plates, according to a 2019 report by the Learning Policy Institute and the National Association of Secondary School Principals. The jobs challenges students and parents' increasing needs a lack of resources, low compensation for long hours, and the stress of accountability systems have led to an 18% turnover rate. Yet many principals find workable strategies and support to juggle the responsibilities. School leaders shared their strategies with ASCD. And what's interesting about this is, remember, this was 2020, but the study was actually 2019, and it was right before um, we hit this epidemic, or this pandemic. So... What's interesting is, and they said the, it led to an 18% turnover rate, and we've talked about that on this uh, program before, is the turnover rate of principals and that many don't stay in the role for that long. And because of the pressure of the position and the challenges of the position, if you don't love what you're doing and you don't find ways to cope, so that's one another reason we're talking about stress, people often leave. And uh, I'll read through some of these, and just these were little um, things that people sent them. And uh, let's see, the first one is I do principal read-alouds as often as possible. It gets me with the kids in, in a fun and interactive way, and I get to carefully select the best and newest books to help build excitement around reading. The kids love to see which book I'm bringing to read to them. Um, this one said, talk to fellow administrators, teachers, students, parents, support staff, clerical custodian of food service. Find out what is on everyone else's plate. It may help you find solutions to your own pressures. Listen without judgment. That reminds me of the old management by walking around and talking to your staff, uh, getting to know staff, building relationships with staff, uh, getting a feel for where your staff is and using that emotional intelligence to work with your staff and help your staff, um, almost in a counseling mode. Uh, use at Brene Brown's Braving Framework. When everyone understands the need for vulnerability, trust, and generosity, it creates collective responsibility and removes the pressure for doing this courageous work alone. The one strategy that helps me to manage the pressures of the principalship is seeing every situation as a learning opportunity and using that learning as I move forward to make even better choices and decisions to support the needs of the school community. Uh, another good response. 
So these are all different things that people do. Uh, I always enjoyed visiting the classrooms for sure within the school building because when you get out to classrooms, it's harder. Now, even with virtual learning, though, there's no reason why you can't pop in a classroom and make an appearance with the kids, even if it's online, and um, show how much you miss them and see what they're working on and ask them what their learning goals are and what their student learning target is. I, I love doing my look-fors and my coaching visits and that was how I got into the classrooms. And when I did that, I got to see what the really what really is happening in the building. And I got to see the meat of what's going on and really where the focus needs to be on the instruction and on the kids. And, and that always kind of brings you back, brings you full circle. Uh, let's see, this one says, incorporating mindfulness into my daily practice has had a profound effect or impact Starting with something as simple as mindful walking has grown into an essential part of my day. So mindful walking. Uh, this one says every Monday I place five blank note cards on my desk. By the end of the week I make sure they are all used or for notes of I noticed or gratitude to teachers, students, staff, or parents. If on Friday some are left, I don't leave the office until they are all written. So that's a good way to get out some positives uh, following the John Gordon's and uh, showing your gratitude and I get to instead of I have to and then also using some love and logic of I've noticed and that's a great way to develop relationships and build build some of those bonds and connections with your staff uh, this one said I'm transparent about what and how I need to support and how I need support from my colleagues and district supervisors it's not saying that I can't do it but saying that I need guidance on how to do it better uh, this one said, I go to the gym class where I don't have to make any decisions. The instructors just tell me what to do and I do it for a whole hour. It really does help reset my headspace. And I bet the kids love it if you go in as an administrator and actually join the gym class and do some physical activity with them. And, you know, research shows that doing physical activity actually re releases endorphins. And that's why you should also exercise and do some physical tasks and walking around and different things like that actually help to stimulate those endorphins. Uh, this one says, I have a dedicated five-minute reflection time at the end of the day. I write my thoughts, thanks, and lessons learned in my diary. Every now and then I revisit and contract my journey as a leader. And I've heard of uh, writing journals too, daily journals. Uh, daily journals is a good way to get out some of your thoughts, a way to get out some of your frustrations, a good way to log some of the things that you just need to express. Uh, getting in the classroom. Nothing relieves the pressure like seeing students loving their classes and teachers. It reminds us of why we are doing what we do each day. And remember, these are all from different principles. I determine which big rocks I will handle and delegate the other rocks to my administrative team. My secretary helps by monitoring my calendar and incoming calls. This is a game changer. So actually getting responsibilities divided and doing some of that uh, delegating. I have a strong, cohesive leadership team that I trust unequivocally. They offer great insight and perspective, and their collaboration and support make all the difference. This sometimes is a lonely job, and it never feels this way because of these incredible educators. And it's true, if you have some strong leadership teams and strong teams within your school, that takes the pressure off you as the principal or as the single leader and, uh, and distributes some of the responsibilities and gives you some... Uh, somewhere to kind of share some of those those leadership challenges. 
I manage the pressure of principles of the principalship by scheduling daily classroom time. The coach in me gets to give teachers feedback on the spot, and the teacher in me gets to ask students to share their thinking process. It's a win-win-win. I totally agree with that one because I enjoyed that as well. Uh, my superintendent shared a wise message that we should always live in the state of preparedness. While I may be unable to predict the unexpected circumstances ahead, what I can do is prepare my heart and in my mind to to be in alignment with my people so that together we can see the possibilities within the obstacles. And that is so true. If you kind of remember at this time of year, especially, uh, everybody's having extra challenges. People are going through many challenges. They have uh, family issues. There are things going on. Um, just us in the last month, I had my dad and my stepmother there in assisted living and both of them came down with COVID. They recovered from COVID. This is just in the last month and a half. And then my dad, uh, went to the hospital to check on his current progress and they ended up doing all these tests and he ended up having pneumonia. And then there were no beds in the hospital. So where they would have normally admitted him, uh, he is, um, 86 right now they would have normally admitted him he's coming up on his 87th birthday but they actually couldn't do that so he was sent back to the assisted living and and had to kind of get through the end of this pneumonia and both of them have had issues and they're sounding better right now and that same day my mother-in-law went in the hospital for uh, reasons we didn't know and thought it might be COVID and ended up being a she had some stomach issues and some other things, but it, they were serious at the time and her kidneys weren't working and weren't taking, uh, using fluids and sodium like they should be. So they had to rehydrate her and get her through that process. And she ended up being in the hospital herself for about 11 or 12 days. And we just got her home. So the things that you're going through as a family, the things that you're going through individually, uh, they matter and they do affect your performance. They affect the things that you're doing every day with your staff and your staff's going through a lot of these things too. So it is so important to get a way to manage your stress and to balance yourself, whether it be uh, a way to re-energize your batteries. Um, exercise and walking is a great way to get some of those endorphins going. I still lift weights and am still into bodybuilding and weightlifting and do that you know three times a week and then I do yoga once a week and then I've added different yoga at the end of my workouts now and it's a great stress reliever and it's actually harder exercises too to maintain that flexibility in the breathing and breathing is another great way to manage stress uh, breathing exercises and listening to music and doing do-it-yourself activities and I love to work in the yard and to work on our landscaping and to read. And there are so many things I like to do to build. And all those are things that re-energize you. So finding those hobbies and finding those things that can re-energize you and get you back into that mental state of preparedness again so that you're ready. I know our largest district is out at the end of this week. And then they're out for three weeks for the winter break. Uh, Christmas vacation. So that's coming up very shortly. So this is a great time to think of how you can manage your stress, how you can de-stress somewhat and be grateful for the things that you have and be glad that you're healthy and to continue to stay healthy and to come up with ways to release some of that stress. Play with your dog, play with your cat, um, enjoy your pets, enjoy your family and still practice the safe distancing and still wear your masks 
And as we start getting into the holidays, it's hard to believe I almost have a year of these on the charts, but we will continue to do episodes. I have a lot of ideas for episodes still. I never seem to run out of ideas for episodes. Uh, but I'd like to end tonight with our quote, and it's cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. And that was by Ralph Waldo Emerson. So keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAnderson Consulting.com.